holds a silence in. I never do. While the audience is clinging on for dear life. Just like I cut out most of your rants. You cut out my rants? All of them. All of my rants. You're not even in the show. Oh, well. Yeah, there's a couple of times on the last episode, on the pegging episode, you're like, yeah, Chris, remove this. Still in there. Really? What? (laughs) No, there wasn't. No, there was definitely... Pretty sure there wasn't. There was a rant I went on in the most recent episode that I definitely want removed. Oh, it's already been edited. Okay. Is it already up? Yeah. Has it already been edited out? No. Okay. Well, thank you, Chris. It's not up yet. I love... I love. We're four I... weeks ahead. Anyways, welcome to KinkCast. It's already been edited. You just have to tell me what so I can go back and edit it. This is what we call behind the curtain. And, behind should, all be, and it should all be edited out. The um, satin curtain. Welcome to KinkCast. It is... It was a good transition. We'll use it in a minute. Welcome the to... The satin K- curtain. Welcome to... Welcome to KinkCast. Not the red curtain. That's different. Or well, the Iron Curtain. That's also different. Welcome to KinkCast. <laughs> it is a sex-positive kink exploration show where we have a fun time, not always seriously, discussing different kinks and fetishes, but it is a positive discussion on sex that is not meant to shame anyone. It's not supposed to be shock value. It's supposed to be fun. We have a thing we call the FDI, which is a general how dangerous is a kink. And a lot of times stuff just gets a one because there's not a lot of stuff in sex that's dangerous, except for like choking. I'm always very serious. And auto assassinophilia. Well, we need a grounding rock. You're our grounding rock. And I'm our, I'm, I'm, I'm your C-3PO, really. I'm just kind of thrown in for comic relief. You get your arms torn off every so often. Just so often I just get ravaged. <laughs> anyway, A giant hairy man carries you around on his back. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. With that, <laughs> what is today's topic? <laughs> today's topic is satin fetishism, which is a division of like garment, garment fetishism, fabric fetishism. We did We're gonna do of some of those. Yeah, we did dorophilia, which is like skin and leather and fur. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of its own thing, and it's really interesting to see how many people are really into different kind of textures and feels of fabric now are we including satin and silk because they're similar to one another or We're specifically talking about satin and i'll explain the difference so is our silk and satin I the same thing i they... don't know and most websites lumped them together okay so here's the explanation that i found Should only we get... one is made by worms oh i want to play an opening game but okay. first i need to know it's made different... by spiders it's made by spiders but i don't like spiders is okay. it made by spiders? No, it's made by silkworms. That's not as Silkworms fun. make silk. Okay, that so makes here's sense. what do let silk spiders make? Uh, gross, nasty things you knock off with a broom. I think that's just actually. I think that's a that's a sex company. Silk spiders. I thought Silk Spider was a Marvel character. That's Probably. a Silk Spectre. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is our- satin is actually not a like it's it's not actually a type of. Okay, it's a type of fabric, but it's a type of weave, okay? I'm more so, confused than I was when I started. Let me finish. Okay. She said three words. Okay. <laughs> um, a satin is a specific weaving style using silk, polyester, or nylon fibers. Okay. So satin is most predominantly made out of silk, but satin is the weave style that's used to make it. You know how satin actually has like a shiny soft side and then like a dull side? Yes. That's due to the way that the like the actual fabric is woven. So that's what the silk is. Um, it's not so much silk 
fabric. It's like that's the weave style. It's like a cross-hatched pattern or something? Yeah. Think okay. of it as like a method of knitting, okay? Like a, a silk is like the kind of weave it's made into, like not the material itself, but the process of actually doing it. And there was actually like diagrams. It basically shows like, okay, there's like two loops this way and then a skipped loop this way and a floated loop this way. But basically it makes it where... The material, the final product, is very flexible. Um, that's why it, like, falls over, like, curves and things so well. So, and it's also very shiny on one side and dull on the other side. It's, it's because of the way that is actually produced. The weave is actually done. So if I have a silk blanket, it's going to be tough and it's not going to pull at all. But if I have a satin blanket, it's going to have a stretch to it. Um, or do I have that backwards? Um, Are they both going to be firm? The thing is, silk is what's used to make satin. Okay. You know what? I, uh, I'm i good with this. Okay. I think I grasp it. Does that make sense? It does. Silk is the fiber, the most commonly used fiber for making a satin product. Yeah. Silk's the material. Satin is mm-hmm. the method. Method. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So with that, I want to move into our opening game where we introduce ourselves, and now that we're educated on the difference between satin and silk, my opening question was uh, if you were going to be given a free body stocking, which we all know what a body stocking is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a skin stock. They call them a Zentai suit, I think, some places. That's cool. What texture would you want yours in? My apologies if I don't know what a Zentai suit actually is. That's just a guess. Uh, morph suit. I'm Dana. There we go. Morph and, suit. And I think that I would want a body stocking in like, I don't know, some kind of like strong like Kevlar flexible (sighs) gold I don't know I guess I would want one with like boning in it to like you know put everything where it's supposed to be but that's not what a bodysuit is leather would be tough though like a leather bodysuit is gonna be like it's gonna shape you while like nylon you shape it yeah and so like maybe you're you're a leather they make leather bodysuits lord knows we've seen them in some videos yeah you know I almost would say you know I've seen the ones that are made out of like not plastic. We talked about them. The no, like rubber like ones. Polyethylene. Probably a rubber one. Okay. I'd go for a rubber body stocking because then I could like play in all the rain puddles. They look the well. well I get the cops <laughs> called on you, and it's a doesn't doesn't breathe very well. I think they no. call those body condoms. If, I'm mistaken, <laughs> if, if they're rubber, maybe that's the latex. Some ones of the that ones that I've seen for the inflation fetish had a zip zip hoodie where you could like inflate it into like a bubble. Yeah, I don't know. How, <laughs> I feel like I would have a panic attack in most bodysuits. I'm mm-hmm. Tommy, and I'm definitely going with, like, your standard Party City $9 morph suit because it's nylon, and nylon is not going to make me feel like I'm being digested. Um, those dogs who get afraid during thunderstorms, mm-hmm. I don't know how a tight jacket makes them feel safe. It's like it's, someone's hugging you. Yeah, I don't want to be hugged if I'm terrified. I would like to be just alone in a cool area where I'm plenty of space with lots of space you're the opposite of normal humans no lots of people get freaked out by tight clothing but like people like to be comforted yes they like to be comforted but if you go to a website that has instructions on how to calm down from a panic attack it is always if you're wearing something tight change into something loose it's always one of like the first three after breathing. It's, it's always take your clothes off. Yes. Just remove it. <laughs> Having a panic attack. Strip down. One of my earliest Not memories. Not going to lie. I do it. Like if I have a panic attack, I take off 
Like the bra is off. Like gotta breathe. Yeah, I couldn't deal with a bra. And also I I've got a spare extra large clothes in my in my car in case like I pack clothes and they end up being too tight. Mm-hmm. I just gotta change into my punk rock t shirt. I've got a spare sock in my car. One? That's for something else. I feel like that was intentional. That's not like an emergency supply. That was just kind of, it was stuck to you. (laughs) It's it's in my car. This is my emergency pizza box. Yeah. Uh, So my ideal bodysuit or whatever we're doing uh, is uh, denim. Preferably acid washed. Oh, okay. Now with like destroyed, like... Ooh, no holes in it? No holes. Oh, okay, no holes. You would okay. be cactus proof. Yeah. Wow. Dogs come up to me, like mean dogs, and try to bite me, and I just wave them off. <laughs> Is this They're because of Bradley? Sol- You're the soldier of the future. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't believe the military hasn't thought of this yet. Call me, Pentagon. I know you're listening. <laughs> the most fashionable army in the world. <laughs> oh, they won't man. be able to see us at sea. So, uh, to jump into the actual conversation, uh, there's that, I don't mean to rep The Office, I think it's a pretty good show, but I don't think it's the best show ever. Whatever. Uh, there's that great Michael Scott quote that's like, where he doesn't understand lingerie, Mm -hmm. and lingerie makes no sense to him, he'd rather just see them naked. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think there's a pretty big divide of sexually active people, particularly those attracted to women, but not always. Of that uh, a lingerie is like a fabric enhancement that's somehow more gorgeous than pure nudity. Right, because it leaves something to the imagination. It's which a show. It goes into the brain kink side of things. Like, ooh, I can't see nipples, but I can imagine what those suckers look like underneath this very thin, metallic, shiny, soft fabric. And uh, a lot of the sites that are dedicated to satin. Porn? It's not porn, really. Uh, uh, to sexualizing satin uh, have uh, no nudity on them. Yeah, right. uh, it is. It is just people that are dressed in satin, and it's a uh, fetishist believe that they are uh, more eloquent, eloquent, elegant, elegant, elegant. You get there. You got there. Come on. Elegantly. There you go. <laughs> dressed, uh, and are more erotic than uh, nude models. I can get behind that idea. I, I think you, you hear from people who get. Like, if they watch too much pornography, they get overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have something that's more muted. It's kind of like drinking a, a mixed cocktail instead of taking a shot. Mm-hmm. Is, is you water down the... the, the well, I'm, I'm going to usually keep saying female form. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really gendered about lingerie is... Well, there's a lot of... Ma- there is. There is male lingerie. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of it. And usually male lingerie, at least that I've seen, isn't really... Marketed as men towards women. Men towards men? Yeah. I don't know. No? I don't know. You think like little tuxedo thongs from... I really prefer the elephant trunk one. That, those are fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sure there's those. That. That's like silly. I just want to say um, real quick... I don't care. It's awesome. I almost called Magic Mike Wreck-It Ralph. Two very different movies. <laughs> Wreck-It Wreck it Mike is a very, very different movie. <laughs> That's what he does after the magic is he wrecks it. Um... Anyways, um, no. Magic Mike wrecks the internet. I mean, but but you go into lingerie, and lingerie is really a statement about how we view gender. Mm-hmm. And it's it's obviously, obviously not going to be that way for everyone, for every spectator. But mm-hmm. the female body is very much geared towards 
being this this symbol of opulence mm-hmm. and of in a sense power but not raw physical power mm-hmm. more like wealth and health and the male body is designed to look more powerful in the sense of raw physical strength right and those well, are the stereotypes and and not to be like quite so by like you know like heteronormative yeah this is this is a spectrum so it's kind of interesting to see the ways that especially a material like satin plays out in a lot of other things besides just lingerie though yes um which i think is interesting to see how many people are interested in like getting sexy satin sheets yes um sexy satin pajamas that's a thing yeah that's a thing because you see a lot of like guys in like satin pajamas even if it's not lingerie it's still a symbol is geared Mm -hmm. towards sex no we talked about this before and each fabric has its own statement Mm -hmm. and and all of fashion has its own very distinct statement whether it's in a state denim states ruggedness it's always been a uniquely american and i'm not joking on that that's why canadian I think... But no, but it, it has a, a lot of reference to the Old West, because that's where denim came out of. I think early 2000s, um, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake in the denim suits at the VMAs. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that all fabrics have <laughs> long-standing connotations that go back hundreds of years since the invention of them. Denim being ruggedness, leather being power... Uh, silk. Leather is also ruggedness as well. But it's a different kind. Dana, you had something? I have some history. Oh, no. About satin. Uh, during the Middle Ages, satin was made for from silk. Like, only from silk. Because they didn't have any of those like other fibers. Oh, well, yeah. They didn't have artificial fibers. Yeah. Um, so, consequently, this was expensive. Very expensive. And used by the upper classes. It was made famous in the 12th century. Um specifically for these upper class people. And that's why there was such a huge demand for silk uh, traveling on the Silk Road, which is kind of like a big um, thing, right? Um, but yeah, there's some. that's some of the history well, of also, it. it. comes it, back from the Middle Ages. It bears a passing resemblance to jewelry mm-hmm. in the sense of it's shiny. Mm-hmm. Also, during the Middle Ages, it was very popular for knights to wear white satin. Is that a joke? Why are you laughing? Am I missing a reference? Knights in White Satin is a very famous band. <laughs> it is? What did yeah. they sing? What song did they sing? Just move on. Okay. Is it a, is it a porn Done. thing? No. Okay. The peanut gallery was also laughing. He got the reference. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, I did not catch the reference, and I'm sorry. But... To be, I didn't either. You're fine. To be the old man who was saying that, you know, back then they didn't have cell phones, but we don't appreciate how shiny things don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. That you can go to Walmart and buy a bag of those like reflective coins for 30 cents. Mm-hmm. But we are one of the first few generations going back to like, I want to say like the 1920s when something was shiny and had value. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy when I say that? No, I think that totally makes sense because in a world where a lot of our fabrics are not silky or soft or whatever, a lot of them were slightly reflective. Yeah, is my my big point. Yeah, well, I keep thinking like pearlescent. Yeah, almost. That's a good word for it. Um, But yeah, like if you think about that and you see somebody walking in this like beautiful, like shiny, soft fabric, it makes sense. It's the whole lizard brain kind of thing. Like when you drill down, shiny stuff attracts the eye. Mm -hmm. So. Like a lure, like a fishing lure. Mm. Crows love shiny coins. They love collecting shiny stuff. People love shiny stuff as well. Gold, satin, diamonds. 
Just LED lights. LED like lights. A little minion wind-up toy that mm-hmm. has glowing lights. Christmas trees. <laughs> Christmas trees. When they've got lights put on them after they've been murdered. Are we? Ooh, yeah. Poor trees. I just get polyethylene trees. Yeah, mine are all fake. Or skip Christmas, honestly. I'll be fine without it. What? Well. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. And a great time to wear satin Santa suits. Yeah. For sexy San- time. Santa wears satin. No, well, Miss Claus does. They yeah. sell lots of my, my Santa wears satin. My oh. Santa wears leather and denim. <laughs> Cowboy Santa. No, no, no. My, my Santa wears velvet. To go on a complete non sequitur, there are very few things that melt my heart. Very few. But for whatever reason, old world Santa really gets me, like right in the heart. Yeah. Not like new Coca Cola Santa. Like he can go fall off Like Burl and Ives. Yes. Like when it's a Santa who looks like he's from the 18th century uh-huh. and he's got like his. his his sleigh looks handmade, mm-hmm. and there's not much white on his coat, and it's kind of like birchy. Mm-hmm. And he looks Beard's like he kind of smells scraggly. like Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. like old world Santa. Okay, so completely. You want, you want an alcoholic top. Santa? Somewhat. I bet. I bet there's a fetish. I bet Santa fetish is a thing. Santa oh, baby definitely is. Oh my god, we need to write it on the board. She, he's coming down her chimney tonight. Santa's the baby. I feel like that joke's been made many times. Like but it's, it's, it's in the song. Like, it's the red... He's it's, com- oh my god, it is! <laughs> he's coming down the chimney tonight. You're gonna have a little new brother or sister next Christmas. <laughs> Why does this one have a beard? He's gonna tuck some stuff into your stocking. Oh my gosh. Okay, wow. We really digressed really Thank you, Dana. on that one. Sorry. Um... um Santa is very close to Satin, and now back to Satin. (laughs) Also, let's talk about Satan, because that joke hasn't been made yet. Level with the audience. It's going to be a bit of a stretch to make Satin last an entire hour. Well, it's it's still interesting. We've made less interesting stuff last longer. Yes. To be fair, like... So I my think, last girlfriend used to say to me. Uh, it was glowing for everybody. It was low Oh, you should have said that louder so everyone could have heard it. It was good. Um, See, some people appreciate it. Yes. To be fair, I think when Chris and I were researching some of this, one of the first things I pulled up when I typed in satin fetish or satin worship was Satan worship, which is hilarious because there's actually a page um, that discusses... Satin worshipers. Um, well, it talks about satin worshipers, sure. Yes, it does. Um, but particularly, there was one website that was... Oh, no. Okay. Um, that brought this up, and it was awesome. It said, okay, we admit it. We are satin worshipers. Now that we have confessed, it must be stated that satin is a cruel and demanding master indeed. Although having a reputation as lovely and sensual fabric, he is, in fact quite evil and possesses a mind of his own whether in a a delicious shade of ethereal oyster shell or a deadly midnight blue this cloth simply lives to break your heart when dealing with him one would benefit from skills as a lion tamer as well as a seamstress we have spent years getting to know the various personalities of fabrics from the haughty to the humble from the couture to the common we do not think that there's that there is a variety that we have not crossed paths with perhaps we are bound for an eternity spent chanting the virtues of velvet or confined to a damask draped damnation but we have uh, we would have it no other way uh, which i thought was kind of interesting this group is called the chintz of darkness Okay. 
and right. this is okay. their page on satin worship, they're getting, which they're getting too is cute so now. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too cute. Well, I think they're like it's very meta of them to be like, oh yeah, because if somebody types in satin worship, it's yeah. going to bring up Satan worship, and let's give them a little bit of both. You know how Beanie Baby's eyes got progressively bigger over the years? They started off as little black dots, and now they're just and now they're just a cluster of just, eyes. It's just an eyeball. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what that reminded me of when I heard Chins of Darkness. It's, okay, it's just too cute. But uh, I want to get you guys' opinion. We've, we've established pretty well that satin has a has a royal feeling to it and uh, a wealthy kind of feel. It's what, because connotations yes, come out from the 12th, 12th century. What other connotations do you give to it? Because I've been sitting here trying to think what makes this different from velvet. Well, uh, obviously, there, there are a lot of differences between the fabrics, specifically mm-hmm. feel, but they feel like uh, the difference between lemon and lime, almost, mm-hmm. where there's a distinct difference, but it's subtle. And my question is, what are your connotations, personally? Well, there, I mean, it has, since like the 80s, it's been, or further back, it's been shown like as a clothing of romance. Yes. So like when someone is dressed in satin, it's because they have a goal in mind and it is to seduce or to be productive. It's also elegant. Yeah. He said outside of. Oh, yeah that okay uh there's also just the the physical allure of it it's uh it it is very soft so it's almost got like a skin like texture except softer mm-hmm. and uh it's also got it's the way it drapes can look like water and so it just seems way of to- saying that you're wet that might be a stretch that's low hanging fruit (laughs) thank you thank you thank you but uh the way it just like drapes on the body like it is able to conform so intricately while also being uh covering where it's like you can see almost everything but you can also see like the ripples that they are they are covered but i'm getting just a glimpse of what they have underneath that they want me Mm. to see it's just thin enough yeah. Yeah. See, I always had a, a really strong connotation of monogamy mm-hmm. with silk. And, and I don't know if this is my own personal interpretation or if this is... I'm going to look crazy if people look, so maybe I'm crazy. Mm. But I feel like of all the fabrics, it has the most monogamous personality to it of... If you had that classic scenario of person A is sitting on the bed and then person B walks in mm-hmm. and they're wearing their their big reveal outfit, like we've all seen the scene in the movies. Mm-hmm. And if like they turn the corner and they're like in a leather bodysuit, it's like, oh, shit. And then if they turn in the corner and they're in a, like a velvet thing, it's like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. But if they turn the corner and they're in satin pajamas, it's like. You better that's be conveying. ready to get married. Yeah, that's conveying I, a different I, message. Well, in I can each also one of those see situations. it as like a way to spice up the relationship sexually without going into kinks. Yes. Where it's like, oh, I've put on some satin lingerie. I know he's going to be into that. And that kind of thing. He's going to want to rub his hands all over it. Uh, satin bed sheets, on the other hand, I feel like are for people that see themselves as like a womanizer <laughs> i was about to say the same thing about satin underwear for men that's a thing mm-hmm. that's what santa wears Ooh. 
Does that breathe well enough for those nether regions? All I know is that... I know silk doesn't breathe very well. There's a reason why I wear cotton nylon boxers, because I just sweat, and sweat is the acid of the body. It just ruins things. Mm -hmm. So if I was wearing silk, I don't know what kind of mess I'd be sitting in. You have to buy new boxers every week? You just melt through them? (laughs) Just melt right (laughs) off. Have you ever ever had a pair of boxers just Just dissolve dissolve on you? I mean... Yeah. The elasticity breaks, really. And oh, then, yeah, it's a yeah. whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, no, that happens with ladies' underwear, too. Yeah. The body is an acidic thing. Mm-hmm. And then you've got that you've got that center where the legs meet, and it's just a moisture zone. Mm-hmm. That's why skirts seem so nice. I don't yeah. know. Kilts. Kilts. Referencing back to one of my very favorite books that I used to read, she told a joke where her thighs rubbed together so much that it set her underwear on fire. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. I used to get those holes in my jeans. Oh, yeah. Is that why ladies like the love gap? Ladies hate, (laughs) hate the thigh gap. I have seen so much like, oh, goals and then like thigh gap. No, no, it's. I don't care about it. It's an unrealistic expectation. Everyone should be happy with their own body. Land mermaid maids are fantastic. What's a land mermaid? When your thighs touch together. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Does that make That's sense? cute. It's a thing. It's a thing. You're a land so mermaid. So I think another way of like distinguishing between the fabrics and how you feel about them is what sound they make on thighs rubbing together. Yeah. Because no, that's uh, really a thing. What what is what are basketball shorts made of? Is that like mesh. nylon nylon mesh? Yeah. That noise genuinely makes my skin crawl. But like denim rubbing on denim is kind of like a fun sound. Mm-hmm. And then brush and track suits just. <laughs> can't handle it. Yeah, it's it's your your uh, basketball shorts thing, except given to the whole body. Yeah, I no can't handle it. And um, your arms too. <laughs> I don't know what it, I've never been around someone wearing latex pants, so I don't know what their walking sounds like. But I imagine squeaky latex pants. No, that's that's an we alligator getting past a each other. dentist office. I have some. Super, super polyester spanks. Oh my gosh. And those things, as you walk, go, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can continue wearing these because they do that noise. But silk rubbing on thighs kind of sounds like a, that sounds like a nice sound. Sounds pretty sexy. Like a whisper. Like a a fairy's whisper. And it's very uh, slick, so. Mm. Yeah. Is it water resistant, silk? Can we get some silk and pour some water uh, on it? It used to be used in armor because it's uh, uh, stab resistant. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would not have guessed that if I was going to just try and stab someone with... uh, Dana ran away to go try and find silk. I'm trying to act normal, but... Who who could have known that this is the episode to scare Dana away? (laughs) Well, it's because we started making jokes about stabbing, so... No, she's running to get silk, I'm fairly positive. Uh, it It catches the blade. Really? Yeah. Oh, is that like uh, why they have some silk on the interior of jackets? Because if you go to... No. No? What? Have you not seen this? No, it's used in Kevlar, though. No, but there's there's jackets you can buy. I remember I've seen this at a few department stores where there's like a big tag on it, and it's like stab resistant. And you can also buy knives that are resistant to stab resistance, and they're designed to cut through coats if you just stab someone with a coat on. <laughs> it's the Cold War all over again. Yes. <laughs> And we've got some silk, and we're going to find out... Stabbing proliferation. All right, folks, this is a live experiment. These are just... These are silk? Are we allowed to put water on these? I feel bad ruining them. Why are we putting water on these? Water? Because I asked if it was water resistant. Okay, that is a nice noise. Yeah. That's a very nice noise. This one's silk. 
All right, are we putting so water satin? Um, no, we're not putting water. It's right. satin. Okay. Yeah, it's satin. It's it's all just here for the for the sake of sounding. Well, I'm looking at it. Oh, it's very slick. It's very slick, very smooth. As as we know, because it is very slick. There's the whole joke that, like, if you're having sex on a satin bed sheet, you're gonna slide off, like a water bed. <laughs> uh, I had a question that was regarding: um, Are there different levels of quality in silk? Is that one of those things that it gets oh, yeah. watered down with nylon or watered down with polyester? Yeah. I don't know thread if it count? would be thread count as much as it would be like the content of silk versus. Um, other kind of, you know, um, man-made fibers. Because isn't everything, whenever you recycle anything plastic, isn't it usually bought up by um, clothing companies? Because really they know. take plastic and they put it into long um, fibers. And yeah. that's what makes up a lot of cheap t-shirts. That's you why know, t-shirts are so cheap now. It's made of recycled plastic. Oh, that doesn't surprise with a me a little bit much. of cotton. But that's interesting to think about um, the content of, of the actual materials. And I'm sure like, I mean, because there's a shit ton of like cheap satin stuff you can get online. Um, but if you want something really nice, like you have to pay more for the silk version of that. Well, I know that that's like different than velvet because mm-hmm. I don't think you can have like shitty artificial velvet. Velvet's just velvet. I'm not sure. Is I there don't... a college degree you can get just in fabrics? Yeah. Fashion, fashion, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the fetish. We've talked about the fabric. Can we talk about the fetish? Are a there bit more? people who just rub their naughty bits on silk? Yeah, the feeling yes. of silk on their naughty bits. Um, yeah. Um, it says I, some of the research I found. It says generally a satin fetishist directs their interest towards someone wearing satin clothes. However, it can also be directed towards the satin fabric or clothing itself. Many fetishists collect satin garments and fabrics to wear and use on their for their. For, their own arousal. Um, some of the the porn that I actually found um, showed people actually giving like satin hand jobs where they would put their hands um, in satin driving gloves. Yeah, well, they would put their hands either in some kind of like a dress or you know a lot la- piece a bit of lingerie and then actually like perform a hand job with that. Um, especially when it gets wet, some people are actually really turned on whenever the satin is wet. Um, What's wet satin feel like? I have no idea. Um, probably not unlike... A dolphin. Okay, sure. Um, then there's also... Um, yes. <laughs> satin gloves. A lot of people like to wear satin gloves. It's also, also yeah. very luxurious very looking. very long white um, gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are or nice. Or black. Black. Um, Was I know Michael that's... Jackson's sequin gloves, were those satin? No. No. Um, oh, yes. But Marilyn Monroe's were. Marilyn, Mon- Marilyn Monroe were wore like long black gloves or long white gloves yeah, that so she would did, put her uh, jewelry Audrey on. Hepburn. Yes, so did Audrey Hepburn. Um, but yeah, that's. I just need to make a comeback. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually got Stormy Daniels and I have and some Michelle Wolf. I have some that I wore to like a nineteen twenties party. One remember, time. or fantastic. just think of like someone challenging someone else to a duel. One of those, <laughs> you can reach all the way across the room. <laughs> the gloves will come <laughs> to by hit them in style. the face. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge um, you to a duel. <laughs> Uh, the majority of satin fetishists are heterosexual men, which we kind of discussed mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, however, some women enjoy wearing and modeling satin garments, which is a couple of the other videos that I saw. Uh, some men also indulge in cross-dressing to satisfy their satin fetish. I mean, I'm sure it feels nice. Mm-hmm. I-, I would love to wear some satin nighties just because it would be comfy. Does it yeah. breathe, though? You'd have to smoke a cigar with them. It would have also. to be cold. I think, I think of um, the late... Um, Great. 
Um, Hugh Hefner. See what He's I, dead? He's dead. He's dead. Holy shit. When did I miss that? Two years ago or dead. so. Oh, no. It was I imagine year. having like a nice girls night with the boys. We're yeah. together with some of my best guy friends. We wear women's <gasps> underwear. And just eat pizza mm-hmm. and probably play the new Super Smash Brothers. And rub satin all over yourself. Yeah. But just in like a I'm so comfortable kind of way. Yeah. It's just, That's you know. nice. Nice way to like assert your your good feelings about yourself and body positivity. And that sounds good. Well, I still. Be very comfortable for yourself. I imagine feeling very nice in the cold. Mm-hmm. It has to be cold. Yeah. Because I don't want to find, I don't want to find out what wet silk feels like from my own sweat. That does not sound so pleasant. I'm kind of curious. I still feel like it would be a bit abrasive even when wet. So I'm not sure how that works with some people rubbing that on their naughty bits, but some people that I saw were really into wet silk. And that's just a texture thing. That might not even be Mm -hmm. a, this feels like this is a uh, subconscious fetish that doesn't have a lot of people who are, Mm -hmm. you know, directly about the idea of silk. It's very much about the actual feeling of it, as I've called yeah. it in the past, external kink versus internal kink. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Abrasive When Wet is my favorite Bon Jovi album. So. <laughs> you were holding on to that for like 15 minutes. I'm polite. Mr. <laughs> I don't usually know music for trivia nights. Um, you're on it tonight. Apparently. <laughs> um uh, oh, I have I have my two cents that I'd like to throw in with this. Okay. And I think it ties back into some pop culture reference. So I'm going to start there. Um, in a movie a long time ago with Sean Connery, this is an older one, he actually used to take his socks Zardoz. and turn them inside out um, because he didn't like the fact that the, the actual, like... Um, seam. Seam, yeah, was turned inward. What? The darning. Yeah, he didn't like that the seam was on the inside. Darning is fixing a sock, but this is like the actual seam. So he didn't like that, so he would turn them inside out. And that's my thought about Silk. Um, Uh, Oh, Finding Forrester. That's it. Finding Forrester. That's a movie that not a lot of people have have seen. Have I been on a goddamn other planet? I've never missed this many references in one night. (laughs) Have you never heard of Finding Forrester? No, neither have I heard of the the White Knights. It's what You're the Man Now Dog came from. Oh, it's about the chess. The first meme of all time. No, he's a no, writer. It's writing. He's a writer, um, with a with a with like a typewriter. And so stuff. there's a movie about Sean Connery. He's yeah. basically J.D. Salinger. There's a movie about Sean Connery where he's teaching inner city kids. No, nope. how to One. play chess. How nope. to write a novel. How to write for school. I swore that was a movie about chess. Finding no. Forrester. No, that's sorry. Continue. Different. Oh, Finding Bobby Fisher. That's a different movie. Well, Bobby Fisher. Wait, is that a chess movie? <laughs> what the hell's with people naming movies, finding shit, and it just being about high school? Is it about high school? No. Okay. Let's, get, let's get back around. You want to turn silk inside out? Yes, I because feel, it's more comfortable in the other. Yeah, I'm like, okay, why is the dull side against my skin? I want to feel the soft silkiness. On, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that lingerie inside out and put that on with the dull side out and the soft silky side on the well, inside. That's when you want to be nice to yourself. Like, yeah, I feel like why the silk, the, oh, yeah. the shininess is on the outside. I don't want to shine. I want to feel silky smooth. So why is I everyone... want to be dull and comfortable. That's all. So I'm going to finding Forrester those socks. How many movies are there about finding Sean Connery? They had to find him in that submarine. What's the rock about? <laughs> Hunt October. <laughs> what about Sean the Sheep? Sean the Sheep. Yeah, he went missing. He wears silk pajamas in Marnie. Who? Which is an old Hitchcock film. Who? 
Sean Connery. Young Alfred Sean Hitchcock. Connery. When Young Marnie was there? Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah Quick, uh, Sean Connery. When Marnie was there. Was it do we want to go into pop culture fun. officially now? Do we want to move into pop culture? <laughs> I think we should. Hold on. Let's, point. uh, there's, uh, what? Okay. Most of Satin Fetish tends to focus on very specific pieces of clothing, too. Yeah. Pajamas. No, like. Satin scarves is a really big thing because satin is a or silk is a very tough it's fabric. It's hard to stab. It's hard to stab. It's hard to break. It's a very very strong fabric. So uh, satin scarves are used in a lot of bondage. It's soft and it's tough. I good for tying to... people around the eyes. Good for tying people tying up their by hands. their hands. Yeah. So I was going to guess that there wasn't a lot of satin involved in BDSM. I mean, I don't imagine it's as tough as leather, but I'm sure it's more malleable. But satin scarves are, in particular, I know. Yeah, and then there's that awful Fifty Shades of Grey, the satin tie, the silver tie. We don't have to bring up Fifty Shades of Grey. Every okay. episode. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I bring up serial killers every episode. I just so. know because they made a product line at some of my favorite stores to shop at for kinky shit, and they have a Fifty Shades of Grey line with a silk scarf. Okay. A silk tie. So the one good thing that Fifty Shades of Grey... <laughs> Did even though it is a lot of misconceptions about bondage and BDSM, is that it did bring people into the community. Mm-hmm. They started looking at it more often. Do you really want the community to be crowded with people who are very misinformed about it? That, but they get informed. Yeah, yeah that's true. hopefully, that's eventually, because they're like, wait a second, this doesn't feel good when he sucks on my toes. And then it's all, and then it's also <laughs> like, okay, once once the community becomes mainstream then there won't be so much like negative shit looking mm-hmm. on the community kudos for normalization just could have been done smarter for, for depiction it just could have been smarter yeah it just could have been better could have been smarter but if it was smarter it wouldn't be mainstream Ooh, he went there Damn, truth bomb look at you star wars <laughs> star wars is normalizing sexuality it had that giant worm in the new one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it when Han fucked her. Yeah. That was a good movie. Spoiler alert. There's worm fucking. Gross. That's why it's a hard R. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's one of the scenes that Ron Howard... Do you want to see my playroom, Han? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. We are definitely in pop culture now. Uh, was that a satin-covered worm? Like what? So the image that goes in my mind, and if there are longtime listeners to this show, they know that I have a very broken mind with weird little holes in it. And I have a weird subconscious obsession with Elizabeth Banks. She's just always kicking around inside my head like a, like a ghost. Or maybe I have another spirit inside of my soul, and it's Elizabeth Banks. But this entire conversation, I've just been picturing her from 30 Rock. Because she does appear in silk pajamas mm-hmm. when she begins to date Jack Donaghy in the fifth season of that series. Elizabeth Banks and Silk. That's where my mind goes. Can you think of a movie where like Silk is a is a major point? There's like a discussion. I'm sure there's an episode of Friends or Seinfeld where someone makes a big deal about someone wearing silk. Uh, gentlemen prefer blondes. Uh, Marilyn Monroe wears a lot of silk. A huge, beautiful pink dress adorned with diamonds and sparkly things and pearls. That's Ooh. like her thing. And silk, lots of silk gloves. Audrey Hepburn. Um, it's a huge thing of, back in the day. Lots of French fashion in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Just the best fashion. Um, yeah. Like, if we're really wanting to get mm-hmm. into garments, it's also been used in a lot of corsetry. Um, which is kind of interesting. Also, silk stockings. 
Silk Stockings, the TV show that was on uh, TNT in the 90s. Calm down. Duh. Calm the Silk Stockings. What is Silk Stockings? It was a sex uh, Are you making shit up that I haven't heard of? No, it was a sex drama in the, uh, it was a sex crime drama in the uh, 90s on uh, TNT. TNT, the, the channel, had a sex crime drama television series. Silk. This is a real thing. He's making it up. I was talking about the garment. <laughs> well, I'll be goddamn smut and more smut. Uh, it premiered on CBS. USA, sorry. Sorry, TNT. It was on USA. Don't apologize to Pre- TNT. Premiered T- on CBS for the first two seasons. TNT does not need your apologies. <laughs> USA, though. Yeah, Silk Stockings. There we go. A whole TV show named after Silk and Indirectly Satin. Which is yeah. what we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Satin stockings, silk stockings, all of those are a thing. Can anyone else think of a, a scene in film or television or novels? Because we read sometimes where someone makes a big deal about silk. Satin? Lots of Victorian naughty fiction. Oof. Sensation fiction is what it's called. Don't they? Mm. Isn't that written in a time and area where they didn't think the female orgasm was a real thing? Mm, no. Victorian era? There were always people that knew that the female orgasm was a real thing. The people in the know knew. The but people doing the missionary probably didn't know. The people yeah. writing novels directed towards female audience that was sexually charged? They knew. They knew. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I know how to make a dollar. Yeah. Write about silk and stockings. <laughs> Put it on USA. Rugged rich boys. Describe those angles. Um, yeah. So what else? Do we Are we to the numbers? <laughs> Let's do some statistics. Well, we don't really have any. I don't have any. I have some. Besides, I have besides majority are male, hetero male. Which I was unable to find a lot of numbers to support that. Like, what study is that from? Like, I know that that's a thing, and I know that that's probably true, but I'm curious by how much. It was from Kinkley, which steals all of their stuff directly from Wikipedia, or vice versa. They're like the nine gag of sex information. <laughs> No, there's a worse website Wikipedia, for that. Wikipedia. What oh. is a dirty Sanchez? Um, you don't have to ask. Yeah. All search engines, they don't need you to ask what no. is it or where no. is it. They, uh, they just tell you. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> He's done. He became ask.com and now I think it is a... It's a television, He's retired. It's a television provider making original programming. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it is. They all are. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All that's right. all anything is. Yahoo became one for one season of Community. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, by the numbers, I was able to find, uh, I searched satin fetish on Pornhub. And guess how many videos? 528. 10,000. 1,224. Tommy, Tommy wins that one. You were closest... Um, Either way. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was surprised to see how many other fetishes this kind of builds into, because a lot of it, and this is something we've had some feedback from our listeners on, um, talking about sensual play, like sense, like using different kinds. Yeah, sensation play. Sorry. Um, But yeah, um, it actually ties in with a lot of that. Also, a lot of nipple stimulation or like, you know, just basically this is a good material for getting the party started, like Mm -hmm. feathers and things like that. It's very like soft, like feathers. It's a very delicate touch. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good for like stimulating things, getting people like excited. Like a Rhymer. Um, So it was kind of interesting to see how many times like satin um, was brought up in a bunch of other fetish 
uh, groups. But there is one in particular that's called Satin and Silk Fetish on FetLife, uh, which actually had a surprising number of um, followers. I'll go first. 1,500. Okay. Two. Two? Two. Like just two, not 2,000? Just two. Just two. Uh, it's 1,417. Ah! I was so, so close! I was very far off. Uh, I thought that was kind of impressive. I didn't really think that, considering this is something that plays um, into a bunch of other kinks that already exist, and that probably have b- bigger followings, um, I was surprised to see that there was only one group specifically mentioning Satin. But, uh, and, yeah. It also kind of feels like this is like a dated kind of fetish. It's the 50s and 20s yeah, kind of cool like, to it. It feels like it peaked back then. It had... Mm-hmm. Like a rebirth in the eighties, and like it's not really a huge thing. Now. Well, I have my own opinion. Seems like and antiquated. This is a much larger idea, but I think that culture, the way it was, died with the internet and music and fashion. Music, fashion, film, literature, television—they all exist in a new kind of post dot com era where things aren't really in style or out of style. They're kind of moving in and out of each other within different subgroups. Like they're in flux. They're in flux. And it used to be that, oh, this was a huge 70s thing. This was a huge 80s thing. This was a huge 90s thing. And I think the 2000s was probably like the last decade that had things to it. And now there's just stuff that's in flux between different communities. And I can imagine Silk as a fashion statement moving between those different communities without really being a part of the timeline or being dedicated to a timeline. We've it's it. We're just, we're still seeing the same cultural trends that we've always seen. Like whatever was popular 30 years ago is popular now because whatever was popular 30 years ago, those people that liked it when they were kids want to remake it. Which is whatever why is star- popular one decade ago is reviled. Yeah. yeah. Which is what, why, uh, uh, star Wars became big. Why, why it existed in the first place was because he wanted to make, uh, serials like flash Gordon, which is the real reason that it was named episode five. Uh, it was just, he didn't have a, or episode four. He didn't have a naming convention behind it. He was just like, Oh, you can just pick up a serial in the middle of it. So this one's episode four. Fun so, facts that I have to do with silk. Uh, and then, you know, 30 years later it came back. Right, but let's also discuss the fact, though, of the kind of the kind of things that are in right now in terms of kink. Um, what's in right now is is I want to say like trying a bunch of weird kind of fetishes, but also BDSM. But it's light. Yeah, it's, it's all very light, and a lot of <clears throat> the kink community is this of as far as like if you would call it like sex fashion, mm-hmm. sex fashion right now it's kind of going out of style, but it's very much. Uh, BDSM, but like a mayonnaise version of it. Mm-hmm. It's like a artificial mayo. It's just it's not real BDSM. Well, and and of course the fact that our culture is very pervasive and, and full of like influence from, um, like popular movies and things like that. Like we're seeing a lot of that kind of carrying over into um, the kink world. So the fact that a lot of these like BDSM kind of things are big right now, um, would you go for like a satin hand, you know, I don't know. I don't know. A satin kind of scarf to tie somebody up with, or would you go with handcuffs Handcuffs. or like leather cuffs or something like that? Well, like, okay, so that's. I like read a and watched Gerald's game. <laughs> Always satin. 
So it's just it's just kind of interesting to see like, okay, what is somebody going to go like, what is a, a person living in this kind of culture going to go into the sex store and buy satin or leather or I, metal uh, or something? Can I postulate a theory that might sound offensive, but I, it, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head. I think that's fair. I, I think that Should we have a new segment. Tommy's, Tommy's sex usually around this time in every episode <laughs> I start to get water. an idea that's no. semi-offensive because I have no research on it I just kind of want to hear myself talk but the, the theory I have here is that if you look at the past 100 years or so you kind of have this tide mm-hmm. and, and that tide is the stretch of how women are presented in culture and media mm-hmm. because it feels like feminism heightens and then it wanes mm-hmm. and then it heightens and it wanes and every single time Obviously, we become more of equals, and and it's been that way from the Voting Rights Act first wave to second wave to third wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of see that because in the eighties there was a lot of revealing clothing that was just worn every day, like on your day to day go yeah. for women, and then in the nineties, you know, like pantsuits became popular. So I think, and you, like big shoulder pads, and that stuff, was also late eighties, yeah, but stuff to disguise the female figure. Well, yeah. it's also, it's not defined by decades, but, but I think in that, in that wax and wane of feminism, you have different ways that women are portrayed between elegance and power. Mm-hmm. And because female, the female form will always be celebrated just mm-hmm. because of our lizard brains. It, it's never going to go into a different dimension, but it goes between, especially in a heteronormative sense, mm-hmm. it goes from powerful to elegant. Mm-hmm. It swings back and, and forth. And a balance between and the two. right now... Thank you, Donald Trump. We are at a like fever pitch of the of demonstrating female sexuality is powerful, mm-hmm. and I feel like you fast forward ten years and maybe it'll swing more towards elegance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of talking off the top. Do you, do you see what I'm getting? I can at? see what you're thinking about there. Like I feel like you're 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 getting at something. Um, but I only have a thread. poignant. But I really feel like. A lot of times what we're trying to do, what people, what feminists are trying to do is balance those things, but also overlap those things. Like I want to be like a lot of, especially in terms of fashion, very sexy, um, you know, pencil skirts and things like that, but also tying those in with blazers. So I feel like there's a bunch of different things that kind of build into women's fashion. It's not so much a pendulum effect of like leaning towards one way or the other, but really the best of both worlds there. So I think it's more of a conglomerate than like a... We can only have like 50% of each. I feel like it's 80% of each, you know? I get what you mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then it would break the pendulum. Yeah. Break the wheel. Let's just like stir that shit around. I don't know. The the, (laughs) the intersection of politics and gender reveals itself very much in fashion. Mm -hmm. I feel like that you could very much make the the triple circle overlap. Yeah. Fashion is at that center point where where everything becomes... Every, everything is revealed through fashion, right. especially how it is portrayed through culture and the outfits that our heroes wear yeah. in our books, television, and film. And silk has connotations that don't feel relevant right now because silk is not about power. Mm-hmm. We live in an extremely uh, partisan society and everyone is very much armoring up and wanting to look tough and wanting to look powerful and wanting to look like the superior side mm-hmm. because... Uh, because Russia has infiltrated our culture to turn us into... All right. <laughs> into... <laughs> let's not get to the conspiracy theory corner. Although Russia did infiltrate our culture. But <laughs> let's... Uh, let's uh, and we are currently an imploding society that must come together. 
Because we both joined two radical cults and don't even have the same language anymore. Let's derail this and talk uh, about some products. As every episode, Tommy gets into conspiracy theories. I just don't want to lose the country is all. I I just would like to still have a country. (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) No, you're good. I have some fantastic products for today. Um, One of which, I'm going to show you one of my very favorite ones first. Um, It's a neck corset in silk mesh and silk satin. Um, which is kind of interesting to see, uh, the way that it's designed. It's basically like a choker, but like a tall choker, um, that also kind of comes down into what looks like kind of like a collar setup where it has two rings, uh, towards the base of it, which are made of metal. Uh, but it's black and it's very elegant. You can see through it. It's kind of boned. It's got like lining in it, um, which I really think is very elegant, but also very sexy, but also very kinky. Like this is this is a fantastic design uh, incorporating I satin. I see uh, Helen Bauman Carter wearing that. Yeah, and it looks like it would be very comfortable because the silkiness, like it would probably feel nice against the neck. Well, until you start tightening the corset. Yeah, right. But I feel like this would attach to a corset, that's so it. that's a good point to yeah. to point out. Um, this is uh, from Orchid Corsetry which is a fantastic store that I found that uses a lot of satin. Um, and it's $131. My um, bank account. But pairs well with um, this satin lingerie Oh, my set, gosh. Um, which basically is like, uh, I can't scraps. even describe it. Spider girl? <laughs> it's like a harness is what it is. Um, so this is, yes. like, this is like. In the most literal sense of the word, it yeah. is a harness. Yeah. This is very big right now in, in like sex fashion. Um, it, it's a lot of strappiness, a lot of straps around the breasts. Um, is basically a harness uh, that also has under breast straps um, that also connects to what would basically be uh, like a waist strap connecting to um, some thong underwear, yeah, it's which almost, I thought was kind of interesting, but it's all made out of satin. Yeah, for our listeners, it is uh, almost all strap and no cloth. Mm-hmm. And there's not much coverage. The breasts are more or less suspended using straps and completely exposed mm-hmm. with what you could describe as the outline of a, of a bikini top. Yeah, yeah, the only bit of cloth on it is uh, covering the genitals. Vagina bits. Yeah. Well, t- or a penis. Yeah. And it does go up high. I mean, it's, it, but it, I, th- I think this is something that's very in right now. You look, um, there's harnesses everywhere. There's a lot of harnesses incorporated into uh, bras, brassiers, bustiers, things like that right now. Um, because you'll see like cutouts where you can just see the straps. What exactly um, is a bustier? Um, it's similar to a balconette. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really help, this does helps. it? Okay, so it's a it's a bra that comes down a little bit. Further. Okay, the, okay, the, the, uh, but also doesn't come up in a triangle form. It's more of a shelf, like a bikini. No, what's a thick eni? It's like a thick bikini. It's bikini designed for a thick. Are you lady. sure that's not a Pokemon? No, no um, a bikini. Plotistic is. It sounds a, like a fancy drink. <laughs> like a, a martini, <laughs> a martini with milkshake. With, like, oh, yeah. I was gonna say with lard. <laughs> it's a McFlurry with some gin in it. All right, um, it's a bikini. Um, okay, so that outfit is also from Orchid Corsetry, um, and it's two hundred and sixty-three dollars. That's so. I mean, that looks like a quality piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah, I really love the design of it, and I feel like also this would feel very smooth against the skin. Um, and also, I feel like the majority of the satin that's actually used is right there in the genitals area. So if there was rubbing going on, if there was some frottage happening with bits, feel real nice in that area. And that, that's so. a good price, too, because uh, one of my tenets of fashion that I think everyone should follow is there's nothing wrong with cheap clothing mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with expensive clothing. 
But God help you if you're buying cheap clothing that's designed to look expensive or expensive clothing that's designed to look cheap. That, yeah. Wear that's your price good. tag. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really my like absolute that. advice. And that goes for lingerie <clears throat> twice over. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to run? Um, okay, so uh, I also found some baby pink satin halfback panties for women. Um, these are also called knickers. Um, they're really cute. Uh, by Biscuit Couture. Uh, they run about $50. I always oh, enjoy the word the- skivvies. I know that's men's skivvies. only, but I've always loved that word. Yeah. I love knickers. Only- I love hmm? I love skivvies. Those are fantastic. Like about- old terms that aren't really used anymore. Yeah. But it's really cute to think about them. Chris has a comment. What was nope. it? No, what was your comment? Nope. What, what, what's wrong with skivvies? Nope. Nothing about skivvies. Is, is it like, is that, an unoff- is that an offensive term? No, it's fine. Just continue. Um... I also found a matching corset. This is just a half corset. It's an underbust corset um, or waist cincher um, from Orchid Corsetry. It's $277, but kind of follows that same kind of oops um, satin um, look. Looks um, like Moulin Rouge. Yeah. It's like more, more boning than it actually is um, satin. <laughs> yes, boning. Sorry. Um, I actually was very mature about that. Me too. Oh, okay. I, I was. I was right. curious. I, was I didn't even at, smile that time. So, I already laughed at it earlier in the episode. <laughs> the structure of a, of a uh, corset is called boning. And yes, my the, brain the, went the okay. So there's usually steel pieces of metal oh that God. actually hold hmm. the shape of the corset the way that it is, or bone. Um, or it used to be whalebone, but now that's why it's called bo- that's boning. That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. wordplay. <laughs> Accidental wordplay. Um, I also found some fantastic satin sashes, uh, restraint sets from Wild Secrets. For $11, you can tie up your lover in satin sashes. That, that secret is wild. Um, oh, it says here, the seductive satin sash set is very versatile in bondage play. Say that three times fast. Um, use, don't, don't, no one needs you to. Use, no it, one needs you to. <laughs> use it to restrain your submissive, blindfold them, or even gently whip them. The possibilities are endless. Um, there's also the stretch satin club dress. Um, there's a whole bunch of different dresses that you can buy, different outfits that you can buy that are in satin. Should go into club like that? Or satin-esque, uh, satin, fake satin. That you can buy out there. Um, it's hard that to kind of photograph has the same effect. Because mm-hmm. you really can't see the texture of it until you see it either in film or especially in person. A person Because mm. it's a fabric that's... Move. Yeah. It it's all about the yeah. movement. Because that just looks like nylon from here. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. We have all these other fabrics that kind of achieve the same look as yeah. satin without You also want to get like real silk satin because the other satin, like polyester satin, uh, if it catches fire, will melt onto you. Mm-hmm. Uh, real satin. Well, that's burns. the same thing with like a lot of those T-shirts made from recycled plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of clothing melts now. Mm-hmm. But there's usually a lot of candles involved in sexy times. Yeah, that's true. Um, don't forget the mm-hmm. classic. I don't wear shirts. The, the classic time. seductive satin sleep shirt. Um, classic. spicy lingerie. Uh, you can find it anywhere on the internet. You can find it at a men's store. You can find it anywhere. They, these they sell these everywhere. I can't think so. of a more alluring piece of lingerie. Then boy shorts designed for a lady made entirely out of satin. Ooh, and then what looks like funny. a dress shirt made of satin. And let's not forget the classic satin garter belt. Great for wearing yeah. under dresses. Things slide right over them. Um, a lot I of just times. just got those awesome gloves. Silk satin uh, will be used for things like um, slips, ladies' slips that go under dresses so that 
dresses don't bunch up when you're walking. Um, so this is kind of along those same lines. It's a garter belt. will hold up your, your stockings. And it's made out of satin. Uh, these are super, super cheap. Um, and also satin gloves. Let's not forget our satin gloves. So um, that's pretty much what I have found in terms of the kinky shopping cart this week. Do we want to get into people who are sexually attracted to silkworms? That's a different yes. thing. Is it? Or is that part Silk of Silkworms? Yeah. Wormophilia. That's, that's going to be our bug episode. So someone has like a sexual fetish where they're like tied to a bed and then like a witch comes in and she's <laughs> like, I'm going to make your dick into silk. And then a bunch of worms fall from the ceiling and the worms start making a little like silk stocking for the dick and that the dude's just like can't handle it. Oh, I thought the dick was turned into a giant silkworm. You really shouldn't oh, give God. away. So then it, com- it comes silk? Yeah. You really shouldn't give away the, so the content for your next erotic fiction. You should save that. <laughs> My for... saucy silkworm tale? Yeah. It's part of a six book series. Stan and the silkworm. Stan? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you said stand in the silkworm. No. My my protagonist of my erotic novel is Stan. Stan. Hey, there are lots of dudes named Stan, and I'm sure they're plenty sexual. Yes, yeah, Stanley. Actually, I, I actually oh, Stanley, do. come get me. It but does he's bother so manly. me. It does bother me when people try to say that name certain people's names can't be sexual. I think that is kind of offensive. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's it's a semi victimless crime because it's harmless. A name is only a name, but. I do hate it when people are like, can you imagine being in love or with having Tommy? sex with a Tommy? I'm sorry. That's why he hates it. Well, Somebody had name... sex with a Francis. <laughs> That's why he Somewhere, hates it. Somewhere, or a Gladys, or a, one other, I don't Ruth. know, it's not a weird name. Ruth. I've never, Ruth. I've, Ruth. Bertha. <laughs> yeah, God bless Bertha. We just landed on every name of like our very few listeners. We just offended just... everyone. And it's not... Stanley already threw his phone out the window, heartbroken. Oh, <laughs> Hey, Stan the man, you can have sex with as many silkworms as you want. That's... You might not like that. You might not like silkworms. Okay, then find another Or finish. you can do whatever you want. <laughs> like With whatever name you want. Change your name, Stanley. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like the name Stanley. Make it something more masculine, like... Bill. <laughs> now I'm only thinking of a saxophone and a president that now looks like a lizard. I know. Hey, right. let's get back into politics. How about looks no. like? All right. What are you doing? Final notes. Well, we got to do FDI. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a zero. Yeah. Irrelevant. Doesn't even register on the list. If I had that thing that they had in the Tremors movie, what's that called? Where he registers? No, it registers. Ass blaster. It registers. It registers uh, vibrations on the ground. A seismograph. If I had a seismograph, <laughs> the thing from the Tremors movie and nothing else hey, ever. I give. I give my science reasonings through science fiction movies, and I give my directions by fast food you restaurants. You can't. You can't go. The, the thing that measures earthquakes. I thought that everyone watched Tremors like 20 or 25 times when they were a child. So if I say that scientific instrument from Tremors, which I didn't say, I just said that thing from Tremors, that can only mean three things. Who's that job? A giant worm, 
Kevin Bacon, Laura Size McGrath. <laughs> who's that? Uh, who's that man that got stuck down the chimney in the Gremlins movie? Oh, Santa. Yeah, that's right, Santa. <laughs> Phoebe Kate's dad. <laughs> she only found him when it started to stink, and she hates Christmas. Oh now. my goodness! They cooked him, didn't they? Yeah, FBI. Yeah. I think we are all on the same page. This is this is harmless. This doesn't really and really start. fun. And we encourage this one. Unless you're a nudist, in which case, you know, stay away with you want to stay Or vegan. Does, Some vegans have issues with people yeah. using silk. Does, and that's fine. It's an animal byproduct. Yeah. It doesn't even hurt them, I don't believe. This just comes from a farm. Yeah. Well, you gotta milk them. How do they milk the silk? I know some of them. Some people boil them. You don't really have to. Though. Oh, you can boil the silkworms. This, yeah, that's counterproductive. News. You kill your means of production. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Some people have to oh. have to boil them, um, or they don't have to. But do some bugs do. suffer? That I mean, that, that sounds like a bullshit question for a sex podcast. But like, we that is ask- something that we are not sure of because they have such drastically different central nervous systems that we don't even know if they can feel pain. So. Um, we're going to have to just wait on that until we get to our insect episode. At which point, we will discuss whether or not they have central nervous systems. We'll see what we can find. What if they have central... The truth is out there. Sex systems. Yeah, you nailed it. I did. Bug sex. (laughs) Uh, So, as always, we love to hear from our listeners... And we have. And And we have some fantastic people. heard from a lot of you guys. Uh, We do respond to... Every email that we get, uh, we love hearing from you guys. Anytime we're wrong, anytime we're right, just appreciating us. Those are my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Just like when people are like, hey, we enjoyed the show. Yeah. Uh, so, as always, you can contact us on our Twitter at... We actually have a Twitter? At Kinkcast Podcast. Exciting. And, uh, or email us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can reach us on our Facebook page, which is also Kinkcast Podcast. That is a thing. Kink is spelled with a K. Yes, it is. And C is spelled with a uh, cast is spelled with a C. And uh, we don't advertise at all. So uh, uh, the only reason we are growing at all is because of you guys. So just uh, spread the word. Let yeah. people know. Tell a sexy friend. No, tell a sheltered friend. Tell a really sheltered friend about our show and see what happens. Yeah. Go find someone that is sheltered. Make friends with them for the explicit purpose of showing them kink. I don't like it. That's manipulative. <laughs> or just, you know, encourage them to try out some new kink and listen to our show if you they know want what? to get I've, some information on I've that. I've actually kink. got a fantastic idea. What's that? So, everyone has a friend that doesn't keep a lock on their phone. Download the podcast app on their phone <laughs> and subscribe them to KinkCast. And they'll have a pleasant surprise the next time they turn on their car and it syncs up and it starts playing our show. The Sonic the Hedgehog episode, right out of the gates. It'll play the foot fetish episode first. I think our out. pegging one was really good. But yeah. We keep uh, talking about how good that one the was. The Dirty Talk will always be my favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's that was a good one. That was just a great episode. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, let people know. Uh, the more listeners we have, the more comprehensive we can be. Also, if you want to request a topic... We do take requests. Yeah, I would... You know, we're trying to make sure that we have enough room for 500 episodes, hence an entire episode on Silk. We might not always... <laughs> not everything can be as excited as uh, Apotel... I'm, tr- I'm reading from a board here. Uh, a baby- There's oh, Spectrophilia no. right above that. Which spectrophilia! Is, uh, I like... Oh, yeah, Proctophilia, Farts. That's gonna. It's just a that's gonna be a fun. We're gonna add it to the list. All right, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, make sure to rate and review. Give us five stars, please. Thank you. Wait, 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 Dana. Wait.
Wait, last week we said we were going to do diapers and we're sorry that we lied to you. Hey, Dana, what's next week? Next week, we may or may not have an episode where we're going to interview and talk with someone about sex ed. Ooh, because sex ed in this country is a fucking abomination. Also, I realized earlier when I uh, I misspoke when I said Nights in White Satin is a band. It is not a band. I know that. It is a song. Please don't correct me. Thank you. Correct right. me about anything else, though. <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>